Hello and welcome to episode 95 of Onion Unlimited, the podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Torridon. And in this episode, I'm going to answer some more of your YouTube comments. My most recent episode, episode 94, was entitled Should We Forgive Jehovah's Witnesses? And this was quite an enlightening episode for myself, actually. I am literally just at the point in my healing and rebuilding where I feel that forgiveness is appropriate. I wasn't 100% sure about what reaction I would get to the suggestion that we should forgive Jehovah's Witnesses as individuals, and of course, as an organisation, as a cult, which is frankly abusive. But uh, I've had a couple of nice comments come in. Ina Pickle is the first one. Ina Pickle says, it's taken me three years to forgive my daughter for shunning me. Since I woke up from the cult, she's still shunning me, but I've healed. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you, Ina, for sharing your story. I can imagine how difficult and painful this must have been for you, but also so courageous. I'm uh, very glad to hear your healing and uh, proud of what you're doing there. My therapist actually told me that uh, healing is not linear. Sometimes there will be setbacks or you'll feel like you're going around in circles, sometimes visiting past trauma. But when you consider where you were and where you are now, uh, that's when you see the progress that you've made in terms of healing and rebuilding after trauma. Healing really does take time. And at first you think you'll never heal from the pain of being shunned and losing your family, especially your children. I know this, but uh, time does help lessen the acute pain, at least. Marianne Lockwood says, great insight and advice, Daniel. Thank you, Marianne, for listening again. Commenting on episode 93, A Trip Down Memory Lane, Life as a Young JW, Linda Idler says, she hopes I will love Jehovah and his son, love is the way. Thank you, Linda, for listening and for your comment. Although I believe in an absolute reality, a creative source, if you will, I must confess I no longer believe in Jehovah, certainly not the Jehovah that Jehovah's Witnesses worship. Uh, I agree that love is the way, but I have to say I don't think Jehovah is the personification of love that the witnesses make him out to be. Quite the opposite, actually. The Old Testament presents Jehovah as quite a jealous guy, angry, retaliatory, genocidal, and generally not the kind of person I feel I could worship. I do, however, respect Jesus. I think he 
was a very enlightened spiritual person and I believe he was trying to free people of his time from what was essentially a cruel, bloodthirsty Yahweh cult. I believe Jesus' golden rule is totally the way to go. Actually, the golden rule is present in most religions and some, for example, Buddhism, even predate Jesus. Stupendous, two days ago, commenting on episode 92, Cue Jumpers and First Time Memorial Partakers, said a JW in my previous congregation started partaking. One of the elders shook his hand after the memorial and said it was good to have an anointed brother among them. Afterward, the elders and CO pressured him to become an elder. Can you believe it? And now he's Pimo, physically in, mentally out, since I shared my discoveries with him. (laughs) Now he prays to Bruce Almighty instead of Jehovah and finds his prayers are answered even more. Yes, quite remarkable. Like I, like I said in my podcast, some anointed are accepted, even admired, and that seems to be the case here. Dare I say some are even idolized uh, by the congregation, while others are doubted, even persecuted for their beliefs as an anointed Christian. Um, that was certainly the case for me, I'm afraid to say. But I'm pleased to hear that uh, this person is now a PMO. I wonder what's preventing him from leaving the cult entirely. Perhaps one day he will. And (laughs) praying to Bruce Almighty, that's brilliant. I no longer pray to God myself, but I do sometimes find myself praying, if you can call it that, to the universe or perhaps even my higher self. I'm not sure if I'd call it praying anymore, more manifesting perhaps, but it works. And I think maybe that was effectively what I was doing all along, even when I was a witness thinking I was praying to God. Mar Watson commented on episode 90, shunning parental alienation and how trauma causes reclusiveness. Ma says, I'm so glad I got out when I did. I could never shun my children or any family member. It is so ridiculous. It really is sad to live this way. It does break up families and it ruins friendships. Absolutely, Ma, you are so right. And it is, it is ridiculous shunning. Such a waste of valuable time. For what? Honestly, what is actually accomplished by shunning family members? Maybe some do feel forced to return to the organisation in order to get their families back. But often those that return for family are just pretending to believe, or at the very least, they're not actually returning for Jehovah. They're returning for their families. So shunning, I feel, breeds spiritual dishonesty. I'm really glad to hear Ma, that you could never shun your children or family members. And I'm really glad that you recognise the fact that the Watchtower organisation breaks up families. Episode 92, again, Q Jumpers and First Time Memorial Partakers, was the episode where I had a comment from Mike G75 
saying that he was considering hijacking the microphone at one of the meetings and ruining the meeting in the hope that he would be able to wake a few people up. That was the episode where I gave my opinion that although that may be maybe necessary, perhaps it might be a good idea, it wasn't something that I personally thought I would be able to do. Just expanding on that, I was thinking the other day that the Kingdom Hall is basically a a place of worship. It's where people go to worship their God and so forth. And however much I dislike the organisation, however much I think it's a cult, I do believe that people have the the right to go to their place of worship and, and engage in worship and not to be disturbed by people disrupting the meeting. That was really my feelings, I guess, and why I personally felt that I could never do that. It's also why I don't think I could ever stand outside assemblies, for example, with banners and protests and that kind of thing. It's just not me. That's not to say that it's it's not the way to go. It, it may well be, but it, it's just not me. But uh, I got an interesting comment come in a couple of days ago from Not Nilk Popcorn Cruncher that uh, often leaves uh, insightful, interesting comments. And uh, Popcorn Cruncher says, I have a revelation for you. I am Mike G75. And the 75 was the year I was born. There we go. So uh, Mike G75 is Popcorn Cruncher. Mike says, as you can tell from my disassociating story, I decided against sabotaging the meeting with a series of loaded questions. Why I did that was because I realised what kind of state of mind they're in and abruptly disrupting hive mind mentality during their worship would only make them more angry and defensive than considering the questions honestly. Exactly. Mike continues, that's why I really dialed in the questions I asked during my meeting with the elders and explained why I didn't feel like I had the truth from the organisation and it would be an extremely tough sell for me to try to get someone else to join. Seems like as much as you want them to wake up, they want to stay asleep. Absolutely, Mike. Can I just say I'm, well, first of all, I'm really pleased to hear that you disassociated, that is really courageous. And uh, I admire your ability, I guess, to assess the situation dispassionately. That's a real skill, especially when emotions are running hot and, you know, the natural feeling is to, as you say, sabotage a place of worship. But as you say, yes, it's their worship and you're, you're dead right if you if you stand up and start uh, hijacking uh, their place of worship. They will be angry and I really don't think much would be accomplished by that at all. So I think to, to be able to actually step back, as you have done there, and to think things through logically about what would or would not be effective, that's absolutely Brilliant, and I can only say uh, well done to you for that, Mike. Roger Kirkpatrick, also a regular poster on my YouTube channel. Speaking about the same episode, he said, uh, another excellent post, Daniel. Thank you. You're welcome. Roger picked up on the fact that I made the point that 
healthy XJW activism is about keeping things current, focusing on the big issues and not being sidetracked by some of the more picky points, such as some of the very, very old teachings of the Watchtower. Although I do agree some of that is necessary, but perhaps sometimes we need to dial it back a bit. That's just my personal thoughts on things in order not to appear to be uh, overly picky of the Watchtower and alienate potentially witnesses that would otherwise listen to a good, focused, current, relevant, up-to-date argument. Roger very kindly came on and said that he wholeheartedly agreed with my podcast and my, my thoughts on that, which is nice of Roger to do that. Thank you, Roger, because I, I understand that sometimes the opinions that I share are not necessarily going to be popular with everyone, especially when it seems that I'm possibly giving the Watchtower Society a bit of a free pass. I'm not actually doing that. I really am not doing that. I must just state again that I absolutely cannot stand the Watchtower Society. I think it's an absolutely god-awful organisation that I I really would love to see the organisation end, the governing body go to prison, (laughs) maybe, and people wake up en masse from that organisation. But I also think there's certain ways of going about doing that. And I don't think a constant stream of negative critical comments about what the religion believes is the way to go. I think we need to, like I said in my podcast, focus in on the really, really relevant points, which are the current doctrinal errors the fraudulent claims of the governing body that they are the faithful and discreet slave and some of the policies such as the mandated shunning of family members, the mandated forced compliance of refusal of blood transfusions and, of course, the massive problem that they have with paedophilia within the organisation. These are the things I really do think are worthy of our attention and our commenting. And it's just my personal opinion that I think that's what we should be focusing on rather than uh, picking on everything that the Watchtower has ever got wrong over the years. So that was quite consoling to hear from Roger that he also agrees with me on that opinion, even though it may not be popular amongst some XJWs in their community. Roger also said, I applaud your conclusion that each of us is a spiritual being, an aspect of source or God having a temporary human experience, a position which harmonises with the biblical narrative presented at John ten thirty one to 36, where Jesus refers to Psalm 82 verse 6, which says, I myself have said, you are gods and all of you are sons of the Most High. Please keep up the good work, Daniel. That's all for this time. Thank you for joining me again. If you haven't done already, please like and subscribe to the channel and join me again soon. Bye for now.